HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is brought to you by Cheese State University. Cheese State University was created for dedicated cheese professionals seeking to deepen their knowledge, sharpen their skills, and build connections. Join them in the Ivy League of Cheese Education at cheesestateuniversity.com. Hello, welcome to Japan Needs. I'm your host, Aki Katena, food writer and director with the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from Brooklyn, New York. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every Dillon supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi wame nizakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I try to demystify it in this program with my good guests. And my guest today is Naoko Takemura, who is a chef and owner of Toiro Kitchen. She is an expert of doname, or Japanese traditional earthen cookware, and through Toiro Kitchen, Naoko introduces global food lovers to the world of donabe. She is also the co-author of Donabe, Classic and Modern Japanese Clay Pot Cooking, published by Ten Speed Press. And donabe has a long history and has been an important part of Japanese food culture. Naoko is a precious figure to learn from all about donabe. So today we'll discuss what exactly donabe is, how superior donabe is compared to other cookware, how to choose the right donabe for you, and handy donabe recipes to try, and much, much more. But before we start, Japan is available on Heritage Radio Network website, as well as on iTunes, Stitch, and Spotify as a podcast. So please go to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whichever you listen to, and subscribe to Japanese. And please write a review. We really appreciate your feedback. Now let's start a conversation with Naoko Takemura. Hello, Naoko-san. Welcome to the show. Hi, Akiko-san. Nice to see you. Hi, great to see you. So yeah, I, I read your book and I always wanted to speak with you um, really lengthy, deeply. So I've been looking forward to today. So uh, first of all, to get to know you, where are you from and what did you eat when you grew up? Yes, uh, I was born in Yokohama uh, in Japan and grew up in Tokyo. And as I grew up, I, I would say I, I was exposed to just a really wide variety of cuisine. Uh, but first of all, 
at home, uh, I, I was, uh, I was really fortunate that uh, my mom uh, was such an amazing cook, and and she she really every day she made just really wonderful uh, uh, dishes. Uh, of course, a lot of traditional Japanese dishes. Um, you know, of course, it comes with rice, miso soup, you know, grilled fish, and and different kinds of. Uh, you know, like small dishes, uh, and of course, uh, our family did a lot of hot pot. And when we visited uh, our, our grandparents' home, uh, my grandma was also amazing cook. So, so I was really exposed to a lot of uh, really wonderful home cooked dishes. At the same time, uh, my dad, uh, he was working in a, a kind of editing room at the publisher, and he was kind of like a he was once told like Mr. Gourmet by his uh, friends and stuff. So a lot of people say like, oh, you know, your dad knows all the restaurants in Tokyo. Of course, that's not true because there are, you know, thousands of restaurants in Tokyo. But he he was like the kind of guy who loves to go out and it's just, you know, eat a lot of different wonderful dishes from from high end to like street food. So so he really loved taking me and my sister out to to just expose us to all different kinds of foods. So we did have uh, sometimes like a street ramen, you know, vendor <laughs> uh, to like a nice sit down French dinners. Uh, so, so I was really fortunate to have experienced all that. Mm, right. So food is uh, running through your, as your DNA in your, <laughs> both families. Yes. So yes. Big time. <laughs> Right. So, so then when and why did you move to the U.S.? Yes, I moved to the U.S., uh, to Los Angeles in 2001. Uh, before that, uh, in the late 90s, I was in the music industry. Um, I worked for a record company and I worked with uh, international bands, uh, stuff like that. And uh, through my work, especially, uh, you know, uh, back in the late '90s, it, the record industry was actually, you know, uh, there. You know, it was before the internet, you know, the uh, streaming and stuff. So, and uh, especially the company I worked for, uh, whether it was EMI, uh, the company was just really like, just you know, a lot of hit music and a lot of bands are coming. So, we were going out all the time, and my bosses they loved great wines, great food. So again, luckily. <laughs> Uh, through my uh, career, you know, I was uh, I was not in the food industry, but I ate I wine and dine so much, and then I started to feel like okay, uh, the nice wines, you know, nice you know, particularly expensive wines taste really good, and why is that? You know, so I started to get into wine so much, so I went to wine academy in Tokyo. And I got the uh, wine expert certificate by the Japan Sommelier Association eventually. And also uh, all different foods I tried, I just really made me uh, get more interested in uh, not just the food to eat, but for cooking. So I decided like, uh, maybe like I just take a year um, out of like everything and, and then just just learn like professional cooking just for myself, not necessarily to to work in the, you know, the actual restaurant kitchen. Uh, and then so I decided to move to the U.S. And there was a uh, school, Cordon Bleu, uh, in, in Pasadena, in uh, like a neighbor of Los Angeles. And 
So, so I went there to just learn uh, one year there. And other people ask me, like, why didn't you go to France, you know, Paris? Uh, if you want to learn like a real um, like French cooking or fine, dine, uh, fine dishes. Uh, but I, I just love the diversity of Los Angeles. And because by then I have visited Los Angeles multiple times, I just really, really love the kind of like a you know, melting pot culture there. And, and also, um, I, you know, uh, back then, I already spoke uh, in pretty decent English. So, and I didn't speak any French. So I'm like, yeah, LA would be just perfect. So, <laughs> so that's why, <laughs> yeah, that's why I came to the US. Mm, right. So, um, well, uh, because your theme is Donabe, your whole life now devoted mm. to Donabe. <laughs> so we'll discuss yes. how you got into that. Uh, in a moment, but what exactly is donabe? Yeah, so donabe uh, is a Japanese word, and it literally means clay pot. And donabe's do means clay, and nabe means pot. And for Japanese people, uh, it's like a, a national cookware because uh, we cook a lot of dishes in donabe, and but especially, uh, most famously, like, like hot pot. Uh, dishes to to serve at the table and people surround Donabe and enjoy. Mm, right. So it's a symbolic of a community, uh, uh, yes. of a family to friends and anything to share with friends. So it's just a, yes. It's not just only uh, cookery, like a good meant, but something to connect people. So that's really Donabe. And yes. <laughs> Right. Okay. So um, I know it's a, it's like we have a donabe in Japan for years. So what's the history of donabe? So uh, there's no like written known uh, origin of donabe, but you know if you uh, go back to Japanese history, uh, there are clay pots already made like you know more than ten thousand years ago, and, and then you know it started to. Uh, become a little more refined. Uh, but for uh, different uh, pottery producing regions in Japan, including the the, uh, the place called Iga in Japan, that's kind of central Japan, that's where the donabe uh, I, I use uh, is made. And so those regions, uh, they have been making pottery uh, for over 1,300 years. Uh, and especially um, this region called Iga, uh, their, their clay is really special because the, the region itself used to be bed of Lake Biwa about 4 million years ago. And the clay, uh, so for making Donabe there, uh, is the, the clay from there. So the clay contains a lot of fossilized microorganisms. And so it's, uh, once you fire, shape you fire, it becomes really porous. Um, and, and then, so the, the, the clay, you know, a lot of uh, clay vessels can be kind of a little bit uh, fragile over heat, but clay uh, from such regions, they're really durable because it's really porous. Um, and then once you uh, put on the, the fire uh, for cooking, um, it builds the heat really slowly, uh, but it stays hot for a long time. And so, uh, historically, you know, uh, people knew like hundreds of years ago, things cooked in Donabe uh, somehow tasted good, um, but they didn't really know why. Uh, but, you know, in the recent years, uh, the, the reason was scientifically proven that it's really the, the porous body, uh, how it builds the heat slowly 
and stays hot. And then once you turn off the heat, especially for like stewy dishes, it cools down really slowly. That's where, that's when the, you know, slowly like a, you know, flavor, like umami flavors uh, develops. And so I think that's how people, uh, you know, kind of knew Donabe is really good for, uh, for cooking and kind of uh, attached to Japanese culture. Mm, interesting. So it's very um, ingredient-driven, not just the food ingredients, yes. but the, how it's made. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. And uh, so, I mean, we discussed that Donabe is important um, as a connecting point, but um, how did you, Donabe become your culinary theme of your life? Right. Yeah. Um, so, of course, you know, as I grew up, Donabe was something just so, you know, just just like really always, it was always there. And, and it was, you know, almost like air, you know, like it's always there. And then we did a lot of donabe dishes. So I didn't think anything of it and because it's just, you know, it was already there. And then of course I love donabe dishes, but I didn't pay particular attention to donabe. But then after I moved to, the, uh, to LA, I started to realize that, you know, first of all, when I, after I moved here, uh, Japanese food was already quite popular, you know, of course, sushi, tempura, and, and ramen uh, became popular uh, also. And, but then I realized that the Japanese home cooking, uh, like actual, like, you know, home cooking dishes are not so known uh, in LA or uh, other, other cities, uh, I heard. And, and then... I, when I talked to my American friends, uh, they said like, oh, it's just, you know, too exotic or like, oh, Japanese food uh, must be so difficult to make. And so I was like, oh, wow, I, I need to demystify that. And, and then I also realized that because uh, after I moved here, the first thing I purchased, I purchased really kind of inexpensive donabe from like a, you know, like a Japanese market here. But I was like, donabe is like my essential item. And then, you know, I realized that, wow, it's not, you know, people don't even know Donabe here. But even after I moved here, I was like inviting people and doing like, you know, Donabe hot pot dishes all the time. And then, then everybody's like, wow, you know, what is this? It's so good. And so I really wanted to, you know, do something about like just really bring the joy of uh, cooking through Japanese home cooking. And I thought Donabe would be perfect. And But uh, at around the same time, uh, in one of the, the trips back to Japan, um, I tasted the rice uh, cooked in this particular Donabe made by the eighth-generation um, family uh, pottery producer uh, called Nagatanien from Iga in Japan. And the rice cooked in this particular uh, donabe uh, they produce just tasted just so unbelievable. And I almost, you know, cried <laughs> because the rice tasted so good. <laughs> yeah. And, mm. and then I was like, wow, you know, yeah. And then I realized that, yes, donabe is not really just not the hot pot. Yes, rice is amazing donabe and there's so many different things so so that's why that's how kind of I started to feel like okay I really want to you know uh, bring donabe uh, to people outside of Japan mm, right so uh, so for listeners who have never seen donabe or how it's uh, used mm-hmm. basically um, it's very common 
or a Japanese table, you have a portable yes. uh, heating equipment like from gas or electricity. Yes. And then you put the clay pot, donabe, on top of it. Mm. And uh, it's a very communal experience. To you can make the pot together, or it really personal. <laughs> it's a funny story. So, uh, it really indicates your personality. So, some people get really bossy about you put this, put this now. <laughs> and then, right. some people just look and wait for uh, the food right. to be made. So, uh-huh. yeah, so it's just a very communal um, mm-hmm. gathering experience, not just eating great mm-hmm. food. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's funny that you you did in LA. People started liking it regardless of where you're from, right? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So okay, and uh, so in 2008, you started a company called mm-hmm. Toiro Kitchen. So what is Toiro Kitchen? Yes, uh, it's actually just Toiro, um, <laughs> and I call it to- yeah Toiro is the company name and Toiro Kitchen Supply, and um, but yeah, a lot of people just call it Toiro Kitchen. So either way, it's fine. Um, but uh, Toyo, um, so so I dis- so I contacted uh, the producer Nagataniem, and and then I asked, you know, if I can start importing their donabe, and and I told them that you know I have no experience in like you know import export, and and I have never done like a, you know a distribution or retail or none of that, and but they're really kind enough to say like. Well, we have never done exporting either, uh, you know, back then. And like, okay, so maybe we can just try and we can both learn. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that's, yeah, that's how kind of uh, started. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so as far yeah. as I, I learned, so you are a U.S. representative of this company called yes. Nagatanien, which yes. amazingly have a history, long history. It founded in 1832 in yes. Iga region in Japan. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so they never did an export and you just happened to headhunt them <laughs> to, <laughs> to be the first uh, export of that um, original right. product. So that's an mm-hmm. amazing story because you fell in love with the product and I'm sure they were so proud yeah. to do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay, so um, so through Toiro, you, um, you sell Donabe uh, from... Mm-hmm this company, Nagataniye. And mm-hmm. do you have any other mm-hmm. scope of the business? Do you have any products, any? Yes. Yeah, so uh, so I started, when I started, you know, I, I, I was, uh, I just had a small, like, uh, handmade uh, website. Uh, I made the website, like, really so primitive style. And, and then, so I was just, uh, yeah, uh, having the, the donabe shop online. And I started with just one donabe, the rice cooker, and then eventually started to grow the, uh, the collection of donabe. And then I was uh, shipping out of my basement. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was, yeah, like that. But then I started doing cooking classes and, and then it was really by word of mouth, um, the, the, my business started to grow. And, and long story short, eventually it got to the point that, you know, I cannot just, you know, work out of my home. So, and then also I started to hear lots of great feedback from, uh, from people who use Donave and they're like, you know, we want to, we want to uh, experience more Donave cooking. We want to experience more, like Donave, like made me uh, more interested in other, uh, 
other things about Japan. And, and then I, my passion started to grow even bigger. And like, I want to really introduce a lot of different wonderful artisanal uh, products from Japan and to showcase the Japanese craftsmanship. And, and then I really wanted to kind of bring joy to people. And so I started to expand, first of all, the, the collection of Donabe uh, cookware. And then I started to uh, import different kinds of Japanese kitchen tools, cookware, and tableware uh, from all over Japan, and, and all made by uh, artisans. And, and they're just really just amazing to not, not many things are just not only amazing to look at, but they are all meant for uh, everyday use. And, and then many items are for, uh, to, to enjoy for many, many years. And, and, and then, so, so the, uh, the very beginning when I named my company Toyro, uh, so there was a uh, really like my, my passion and my concept was there. Toyro uh, in Japanese means uh, 10 colors. And it comes from the phrase, Japanese phrase, Junin Toiro. Junin Toiro literally translates into 10 people, 10 colors. And the loose translation to English uh, is like different strokes for different people and different strokes for different folks. So, so to me, the idea is like if there are 10 different people uh, with 10 different backgrounds, you know, can be, uh, you know, the age or or culture, nationality, ethnicity, uh, any of that. And then you use the same item and there are 10 different ways uh, to, to enjoy. And like Donabe, like I'm, I carry Donabe not just to promote like Japanese cooking. Yes, you know, uh, I do have uh, one of my missions is to uh, introduce wonderful Japanese dishes and the recipes, but but that's not uh, everything. And I, I, I want people to enjoy the donabe and, and then just apply your own techniques or your, your own cultural background and then make, a, make it into your own uh, dishes. And so, so that's why, uh, yeah, I named my company Toyro. And yes. <laughs> now let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll dive into how donabe can improve the taste of your food. So please stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Cheese State University. Cheese State University was created for dedicated cheese professionals seeking to deepen their knowledge, sharpen their skills, and build connections. It feels like a gift to be able to give this gift to people because I know that from my own experiences, I know how valuable, consolidated, Mm -hmm. incredible training resources are. They offer an in-depth education on all things cheese, as well as an active network for peer support and career development. You can pop over to the Quad, which is our social networking and engagement app. Um, And so that's a really fun and dynamic aspect of Cheese State University. Cheese State's three-part course is designed for seasoned pros and entry-level mongers alike and covers all the skills one needs to perform on the cheese counter. The structure of Cheese State University is all based on the Cheese State University Field Guide. Um, And that is a three-volume resource. It's all digital online. At the end of the course, students will be ready to ace the field guide assessment and earn their Cheese State Scholar Certificate. Another resource is a video series where we tackle sort of like these 
thornier questions that you can get on the cheese counter, like what is rennet? And like, why is this cheese so expensive? And can pregnant people even eat cheese? At Cheese State, you're among experts. You're among scholars. You're among cheese lovers. And most importantly, you are a monger. Join them in the Ivy League of Cheese Education at cheesestateuniversity.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Eats or HRN, Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Aki Kotayama. My guest today is Naoko Takemura, who is a chef and owner of Toiro. She's an expert in Donabe, or Japanese traditional custom cookware. And through Toiro, Naoko introduces global food lovers to the world of Donabe. So let's talk about more about Donabe. And there are many、mm. types of pots to cook food from. Um, iron to ceramics, you name it. So,、mm-hmm. what is the advantage of using Donabe?、Uh, I would say it's,、um, as I mentioned briefly, the, the porous body、uh, of the clay.、Um, so, Donabe,、uh, you know, it doesn't、uh, heat up quickly. So, you set the Donabe、uh, over the flame and it builds the heat kind of slowly. But once it builds the heat, it stays hot for a long time. And also, it promotes the、uh, even heat distribution.、Um, so, so, that's、uh, one of the advantages. And if you're making、uh, donabe, it's especially great for、um, not just for hot pot, but for slow cooking,、uh, like stew, stewy dishes. It's because after you turn off the heat,、uh, it stays hot for a long time. And so, the real slow cool down process. Uh, helps uh, the ingredients to,、uh, to bring up more,、uh, more of the, the umami flavors.、Mm, right. So,、uh, instead of、uh, like for iron、uh, pot that goes, heats up very quickly and cools down quickly,、mm-hmm. uh, Donabe、mm-hmm. is slower in both ways. So, that really makes、mm-hmm. everything、um, kind of the heat permeates deeper and also.、Yes. The flavor goes in at the same time. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. And to, to be more specific, I heard that the Donabe is superior to other pots because、mm-hmm. of the,、uh, its far infrared wavelengths.、Mm-hmm. So,、mm-hmm. could you tell us how it works? Yeah. So, Donabe,、uh, it normally has the, the glaze、uh, outside of the body,、uh, sometimes inside the body too. And so the glaze promotes the、uh, far infrared uh, uh, the rays or wavelengths. And so it gives kind of like the same effect as if you can imagine like a charcoal cooking. It's not just the heat、uh, of the, the flame is、uh, cooking the, the ingredient, but the, the, you, know, you see the red light,、uh, the, the, in the glow、uh, of the, the charcoal that penetrates.、Uh, Into the uh, more uh, penetrates deeper into the ingredients and, and then heat、uh, inside. So, Donabe has kind of similar effect、uh, to that. And so, just by cooking、uh, in the Donabe, and you are cooking not just from the,、uh, the heat from the flame, but、uh, from the, the glaze, which is promoting the far infrared、uh, rays.、Mm. Interesting. So I heard what it works,、uh, how it works is、uh, it's actually the same、um, kind of way as the microwave oven, but a、mm-hmm. microwave oven can kind of shake、um, all those、uh, the, like, cells of water in food.、Mm-hmm. 
but I heard that um, the donabe can actually uh, vibrate the actual fat and protein within the, the food. So it's more direct effect to um, heat up what you're cooking. So it's more gentle, right. but also it's deeper mm. than microwave, although it's just the same yes. infrared that you use to cook. Right. So, yeah. So it's, uh, well, it's hard to imagine the, how things work, but uh, to me, Donabe is such a, you know, cute design, very warm. You feel like touching it mm-hmm. when you see it. And then, you know, the microwave oven, that's like a very electric thing, but... And uh, the same technology works in, a, in two different equipment. Yeah. So, so. Right, yeah. Right, so the speaking of that um, warmth, the design of Donabe, so on your website, you discuss the mm-hmm. idea of wabi-sabi and Donabe, and I thought it mm-hmm. was fascinating. So could you elaborate on them? Yeah, sure. So wabi-sabi, uh, it's like it's a Japanese phrase. Uh, it refers to like a, um, it's like an imperfect beauty. And so, so we have the Japanese uh, we have the appreciation uh, for Japanese people in in our culture is not always like a perfect looking things, and and we like the you know especially handcrafted items the. Uh, the shape can be uh, uneven, and also with the donabe, like a glaze or the texture can be uneven, and that's something like we really appreciate. And so, so it's like the uh, imperfect uh, beauty, and and also uh, with donabe because donabe is a cookware meant to be used, you know, every day or as often as you like, and so the more you use it, uh, it you know it. It start to grow patina, you know. Uh, so outside, but uh, outside body start to get darker, and also the inside, uh, you start to see like small crackles, uh, like a little, like a tiny veins. And this is in Japanese called kanyu. And so, so it started to kind of uh, have its own char- characters. And and sometimes you know because it's clay, you know. At, as you use it over and over, sometimes you kind of bump it into something and then you get, you know, you get chipped here and there. Um, but, you know, we don't care too much of it. You know, we just think it's like, oh, it's growing, it's, char- you know, more character. And so so overall, we call it like wabi-sabi beauty and, and it becomes more personal. And, and also because Donave is earthenware and so it really kind of gives the, Great energy uh, from the earth, and so, so all uh, you know, all combined, I I, I call it wabi sabi beauty. Mm. I thought it was really amazingly beautiful. And wabi sabi is a very common term, and all Japanese people know it, but mm-hmm. it's hard to define. But basically, mm-hmm. um, brand new, everything shiny, um, pretty, cute, young—all those things are amazing, but. Over time, um, it ages and it adds value. Mm-hmm. That's the idea of it. So I felt like mm-hmm. I have to get a new donabe by <laughs> reading your um, explanation mm-hmm. on your website. So, mm-hmm. okay. So um, so I heard you suggest people cook rice in donabe. So how can donabe mm-hmm. improve the taste of rice? Ah, yes. Um, so, you know, you can cook rice in any, you know, 
we, there are different kinds of donabe, um, you know, uh, designed for specific modes of cooking, but but basically you can cook rice in any donabe and, and you can make really amazing rice. And again, uh, it's the porous body is the key. Um, so for to cook the really uh, premium quality rice, the the slow heating process is is the really the key. So because donabe naturally builds the heat slowly, and that's really really important. And also donabe is porous, and so during cooking, it literally breathes in and out of the air, and it also controls uh, the the moisture level. And and then after you turn off the heat it cools down really slowly. And the, the result is a really shiny rice. And then you can really see and taste the, the each grain. Uh, and then the outside is kind of slightly chewy. And, and then once you uh, sink your teeth in, and the, the natural like sweet flavors of the rice uh, kind of really you know expands in, inside of your mouth. And just talking about it like makes me salivate because <laughs> I love uh, donut rice so much. Right, yes. interesting. And you just um, kind of indicated that Japanese people enjoy just rice itself. And uh, in other yes. cuisine, like Indian curry or something like that, mm-hmm. and rice seems to be a background or some supporting actor, but. In Japan, mm-hmm. we are so obsessed to cook rice perfectly as the right. single main uh-huh. actor. So, donabe mm-hmm. is the perfect uh, totally. equipment, right? Yes. Okay. So, uh, could you maybe share with our listeners some of your favorite donabe recipes other than rice? Mm. Yes. Um, so, other than, so of course, you know, hot pot dishes are so you know, uh, it's it's. It's just so essential, you know, um, cooking uh, with donabe. And we call it yosenabe. Yosenabe basically means anything goes. And so to me, like, yeah, one of the, the most frequent dishes I make in donabe is yosenabe. So it's basically you see what's, what I have in the fridge or in the pantry and then just uh, cook in the broth. Um, but uh, common items uh, are like, in, uh, like, Napa cabbage, tofu, and seaweed, like wakame. And, and I love uh, cooking fish, like um, uh, like black cod is always good. And, and you can just cook in a, like a light dashi, that's fine. Um, or you can season it uh, with soy sauce or sometimes miso flavors. So they're all like, you know, you can make it into your own way, uh, different styles. Or sometimes you can just make it without seasoning, just the indashi, and then you enjoy with a dipping sauce. You know, uh, it can be your homemade ponzu or store purchase, uh, any dipping sauces. Um, so, so that's really good. Uh, and also for everyday cooking, uh, because you know Japanese people love miso soup. Um, miso soup made in donabe, especially to me, it just tastes just so good. And if you have family and then they have different you know, kind of like a time schedule. And, but if you cook miso soup in the donabe, it stays hot for a longer time, so you don't have to reheat over and over. And uh, the, the flavor of the miso uh, stays kind of fresh too. So, But yeah, there are so many different things. And then the stewing in donabe is great because uh, donabe can go into the oven. Uh, you can cook like uh, beans for slow cooking. Uh, like in, near the uh, for the New Year's, 
I like cooking like black beans, Japanese black beans are uh, taking like almost eight hours just in the oven. So you can just put the beans and the water uh, in the oven and just kind of forget about it for the next hours. So, so the donabe is really, really versatile. Mm, interesting, right? You can put it in the oven, you can just put it straight on gas heat mm-hmm. or the electric heat. And it's, uh, it's porous, but it's very strong. So that's yes. very handy. Once you have it, you can easily make anything. Like Yosenabe is basically, like you said, you can put mm. anything and any leftover mm. in your fridge. You can have amazing, yes. very nourishing mm. food. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for our listeners who are interested in trying donabe cooking, do you have any tips on how to choose the right donabe? Yes. Uh, so if... You're looking for your first donabe. Uh, I would suggest that just a classic style donabe. So it's basically like a you know bowl and a lid, like a casserole style, because uh, it's extremely versatile and and to me it's really essential. I use uh, uh, I use it basically every single day, uh, and then you can think about the size. Uh, are you looking for something to cook for your family or something to cook just a small dish? Um, you know, for like a quick lunch for yourself every day. And so according to that, uh, you can decide the size. But if you already have like a specific interest of cooking style, um, for example, if you like, if you really just want to achieve the most amazing quality rice, um, there's a donabe rice cooker. Uh, you can use it for, you know, hot pot, other things too. But the donabe rice cooker uh, is designed so that uh, the body is one half times about one and a half times thicker than regular donabe. It comes with an inner lid, so it works uh, almost like a pressure cooker. So as a result, you can get like really amazing quality rice without having to change the heat level during cooking. Or there's a, like a, uh, if you like steaming, there's a donabe steamer. And so it's basically, a, looks like a classic style donabe, but comes with a steam grate the insert. Um, and then actually the shape is designed so that uh, you can uh, cook steamed dishes uh, at a short, shorter time and then with uh, really good flavors. And so there are, you know, a uh, wide variety of different kinds of donabe. But the most important thing is uh, most donabe, uh, they, they can share the, the purposes of like, you know, if you want to do hot pot soups too. Uh, and if you get a donabe with just enough depth in the bowl and the lid, you can you can do all of these dishes. So, so so mm-hmm. any donabe you choose uh, would be yeah. Would I, I I hope and I I'm sure will make you happy. Mm, right, the actual tactile feeling of clay pot is so so nice, and also a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of them are very well designed, and you feel like mm-hmm. owning it and even put it somewhere visibly. Yeah, shining <laughs> in your kitchen. So mm-hmm. it's really nice to have uh, uh, maybe even the donabe for one person to four person to. It's it's really um, very charming uh, cookware that yes. you want to look into once at least mm-hmm. once and take a look. Right. So mm-hmm. and uh, for listeners who wants to know more about donabe, I really found your book um, very very informative. So your um, book oh, is titled. You. Yeah, so Donabe Classic and Modern Japanese Clay Pot Cooking. And you wrote mm-hmm. this with uh, Kyle Connaughton, who is mm-hmm. well-respected chef and the owner of the famed 2 mission Start single-thread farm 
restaurant in in Hillsborough, California, and uh, it was just even nominated as a finalist for the the best chef California by the James Beard Foundation, uh, which is mm-hmm. the Oscars of culinary world. Uh, just right. happened last week. So and so it's in- interesting. I know Kyle has Japanese background. Maybe you can just explain mm-hmm. why you ended up writing a donabe book uh, with Kyle Konoto. Yeah, so we've been friends uh, for yeah over twenty years now. Uh, when I first came to uh, to LA to go to the culinary school, he was a chef instructor there, and that's where we met and we became uh, friends. Uh, and then we've been friends ever since. Uh, him and his wife and family, and 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 then and yeah, so we've been really good friends. And and then when I started my Donabe business. Uh, he and his wife were like fully supportive of me. Um, and then he started to use uh, many of my donabe. Uh, and then we kind of decided like, oh, maybe like we do the book together. Um, so that's kind of how it happened. So it's basically, I wrote the book um, and then Kyle uh, submitted his recipes and he also uh, connected with other uh, uh, famous restaurant chefs and they also submit the recipes so that so that the book has like my home style dishes and the chef's, you know, some chef's uh, recipes uh, combined. Uh, mm. So, yeah, so that's how it happened. Yeah. Right. Amazing. I mean, the Kyle's background is interesting. So he, um, of course, after studying together with you, the Golden Blue, he uh, mm. even worked for uh, Michel Blas um, when this famous mm. French chef opened a place in Hokkaido and Kyle was working for him in Japan and um, also... Um, very, very uh, innovative restaurant, the Fat Duck in Bray, England. Uh, he worked with mm-hmm. Heston Brumethal, right. who's really like the molecular king. So, um, yeah, I was I really thought it was interesting that Donabe is such a traditional, classic Japanese dish. And then, you know, mm-hmm. someone so global like Kyle really appreciated the right. value of the Donabe with you. So, yeah, I thought it was really nice. I had to mention it because it's fascinating. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Okay, so uh, so what are your plans for the future? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a big question. <laughs> yeah, great question. Uh, but, of course, um, I think my passion is just always, like, growing bigger and bigger. And every day, um, what makes me so happy is, like, you know, I get contacted by emails or, you know, social media and people who tried Donabe or, you know, my recipes and, you know, and they tell me how happy they are. And, and some of them, you know, they say like they had never been, uh, they had never cooked with Donabe uh, or Japanese food before. Uh, They had, they got the Donabe from uh, from Toyo, and then now, you know, they're so obsessed. And, you know, hearing things like that just makes me so happy. And then it, the, it's uh, the Joy Donabe is really expanding kind of globally. I receive uh, comments and, uh, you know, uh, from people from different countries too. So it's really like uh, for the future, I I really want to just keep spreading the, the gospel of, you know, uh, Donabe cooking. And so for that, uh, I think I want to uh, create more contents and the videos. And, and also, I'd like to do like more events, uh, other things uh, through Toyo. Um, 
but it's just the, the challenge is always the time is so limited every day, you know, so busy. But uh, I think I, uh, I, I like to do more to connect with a uh, wider audience uh, in the future. Um, and then, yeah, uh, and also make Toiro more like a nice community for people uh, who enjoy food, not just the J- Japanese cuisine, uh, but uh, like a culture exchange uh, uh, place. Mm, I think that's amazing. So like we discussed earlier, once you surround mm-hmm. Donabe, and some community instantly is born. It's a, It's not almost, it's more than barbecue party because we are really mm-hmm. bound to one surrounding one part. And uh, we have mm-hmm. a communication, you share the food naturally. And uh, it's a really amazing superior cookware. But also I think that communal mm-hmm. element is very important. And once you own Donabe, you want to invite people have a party, little party. Yes. And that really connects people. So, yeah, I think you're mm. carrying that value to the world. Mm. Yeah, I think so. All right. So, okay. So, where can we find your updates online and on social media? Uh, uh, so, I have my own. Uh, uh, first of all, Toyo has a, its website, toyokitchen.com. Um, and we uh, constantly have like new items uh, and we have different uh, collections. And so I, I hope you can check it out. And also I have my Instagram account. Uh, it's the, my account is Mrs. Donabe. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yes, and, and uh, my company Toyo has its own uh, Instagram account, Toyo Kitchen. And also... Uh, I have a, a YouTube channel. Uh, I need to update with more videos soon, uh, but uh, it's Happy Donabe Life. Uh, so it's really that my, uh, the theme is like uh, bring the Happy Donabe Life and Happy Donabe Lifestyle to people. And like like you mentioned, it's Donabe is really just not the cookware, uh, but it's really just the idea uh, and the celebration uh, of communal dining and people and you know, can gather together and Donabe can connect people and then create the conversation. Um, so so that's really the theme of Donabe cooking. Mm, amazing. So uh, good luck and uh, keep me posted. So yeah, it really, really amazing that, um, you know, maybe half of American or the global family has, um, the household has Donabe and the life probably is going to be a better place. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, thank you so much for joining us today, Nako. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Thank you so much, Akiko-san. All right. So hopefully uh, we'll meet somewhere and uh, share Donabe dish <laughs> sometime in the yes, near future. Yes, yes. That'll be fun. Let's make it happen. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. So listeners, if you have any questions or comments about the show or suggestions for show topics or guests, please contact us at japaneeds at heritageradionetwork.org or kikukatema.com. Japaneeds is a weekly program and is always available at heritageradionetwork.org as well as on iTunes, Stitch, and Spotify as a podcast. Our engineer is Amin Spenjan, and thank you for listening. I will see you next week. Bunnies is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. Keep in touch at heritageradionetwork.org slash subscribe.